0: This is the Blacklight Podcast. Beep, beep, burp, 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 burp. Guys, what's up? It's been a long time, but we're back. Uh, Levi, tell me this. Tell me what makes you anxious. <laughs> what makes you anxious besides uh, phone calls? Uh, voicemails in particular. Yeah. Voicemails. That's um, what it was.
1: Um, what, what did you
0: say about voicemails? It they was me a, a, crippling anxiety. a crippling anxiety. I uh, Now I'm going to hide that conversation back to myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I recently, maybe, I, uh, I hate texting. We've already talked about this. Yeah. But phone calls really, I feel like texting is the lowest form of communication. Okay. And so it really, really bothers me. I've been talking to this about it with a few people. And I think I get anxious. Like, my mind just starts wandering when, people, when someone's texting me. Because I put all the intonation, all the inflection, all the, all, I'm like, this is what they're trying to tell me. And it really bothers me the way they're saying it. And I'm like, I don't know if that's really how they're saying it. Why are they answering? Are they not answering because they hate me? Is that do they hate me? And I, you know, and so it's just it's just so much stuff around texting. And I'm like, uh, just call me. Like, let's just fix this. But maybe it's just me. I don't know. What what makes you anxious <laughs> for, besides for those my, voicemails? Yeah, besides voicemails.
1: Um, lack of control when when things are swirling about. And you're like, you know what? It could go this way or that way. And literally nothing that I do could impact that in any way. And I'm just floating, letting things happen to me. You
0: have this like water thing. You have this, this analogy to water, floating. You're, yeah. Because I know you don't like deep. I don't like deep water. Deep water. Uh, is or, that the same idea, lack of control? Because you're just tossed I mean, by the wow, ocean? I wow.
1: I never thought about this. This is like a therapy session. This
0: is a therapy session. The,
1: I feel like it probably is, yeah. I don't know what's underneath the water. It scares me that I uh, that there are things that I don't know that are that might hurt
0: me. Where did this begin, Levi?
1: Think back. I can tell you where it began.
0: Oh, you have been in deep water. Where oh, yeah. It?
1: Oh. Oh, I can tell you what. Uh, I, okay.
0: So for
1: those that don't know, I haven't gotten to an episode that mentions this. I was homeschooled. And so we had a uh, a lot of books of educational varieties at home. And hmm. so one of the books that we had was about underwater in the sea. Sure. About things that happen in the sea. Yeah. Like, things that exist in the sea.
0: Yeah.
1: I remember as a kid, there were lots of like 1980s photos of sea creatures and stuff like that. And there were some pages that I, like couldn't. I feel like I couldn't touch because the like, creatures were so freaky looking. You
0: like, couldn't touch. I thought I didn't the like pages. the
1: pages. So, rah, I didn't like
0: it. This was uh, fiction. They're not no, no, real this sea is, creatures. These are real, all real
1: sea creatures. Okay,
0: because real sea creatures are also pretty scary. Yeah, they're, yeah, and they were like.
1: Just strange looking stuff because that's just crazy, man. The, the things that live in the ocean look crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, there are some people above the ocean that look <laughs> crazy too. There are some things that live
1: below <laughs> and above the ocean.
0: Have you seen it? No. <laughs> the,
1: yeah, the ocean is not an indicator of that, but yeah. there are some crazy looking things under the ocean. And there was one page in particular that had like all the animals, like just like it's like a the top. The top of the page was like very light blue water they mm-hmm. the top of the ocean and the bottom was like black and they look at the bottom of the ocean mm. and kind of like showed different like levels of photos or fish and things and like the, you know, the depth they lived at
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the ones that were at the very very bottom were very very scary
0: they're the scariest
1: they have crazy looking eyes crazy teeth and I didn't like it and but Whenever I another another thing that's another creature that always freaked me out was octopus. An octopus, they are freaky because I they're mean, like if you they're like a snake it. of the ocean.
0: Not hmm, not in that's the same, an interesting. Not
1: in the same way that like take. I feel like snakes are like, but just the way that they move is so like so uh, like non. Yeah, unexpected.
0: I'm just gonna say that snakes are the snakes of the ocean, <laughs> just because there are snakes <laughs> oh that live gosh. in water. That's true. I'm just just because of okay. the take, yeah. just because of the take. I get what you're saying about yeah, octopuses yeah. Like or. The, you could even say eels are sure. the snakes.
1: Okay, so I octopuses are the octopuses of the ocean. Thank
0: you, because octopuses. <laughs> octopi? Octopuses?
1: Octopi, octopi is in plural.
0: Octopi? Yeah.
1: Octopi are odd things. They're crazy looking.
0: Yeah. And, and they can, like, fit through a tiny little... As
1: long as their... I think
0: their eye can fit through it, they can fit through it. As long as their eyeball yeah. can fit through. Yeah. Imagine if that was us. Oh, my As gosh. long as my eyeball can fit through, then I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I watched this video of an octopus
1: on... It was crazy. It's like... it, should it, It's camouflage. hmm And it was...
0: Crazy. It was cool. I think I saw that one. It's underwater. Yeah, you, they're just showing they, you nothing, and they poke it or something. Yeah, they like, scare it, and like, yeah. it
1: runs like a rock, and then, like,
0: pfft, yeah, then just, I'm, like yeah,
1: like whoa. So I and I think I remember as a kid. So this book inside a lot of fear, and then um I think we watched Twenty Thousand Leagues into the Sea, and there's like a giant squid in that in that video mm-hmm. movie or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was, I was a kid, and that was like oh my gosh these things exist and so now whenever i'm in the water i think about all the scary fish mm-hmm. all the scary octopi and s- giant squids kind of things that live out there that could get me that could get you and basically when i'm in the water i can start to feel an things like that they're coming for me
0: do you feel the same anxiety in does it translate to a pool or do you like swimming? sometimes i can feel in a pool yeah you, you there, feel anxious like, there are times
1: honestly where i could close my eyes in a shower and feel anxiety
0: oh wow yeah but you do realize that that part isn't rational. Yes. That I do realize, it. I
1: realize it's not rational. I'm like, but like, I'm like, this is, and I don't know,
0: but like it's like. But it's like, like a relational fear. Like you relate yeah. the water and so you feel the fear. I feel even the fear. Though it like, not know be it's like I
1: know it's not rational. I know there's a thing here, but like it's like, the thing is like when I close my eyes, because like, if I'm swimming in a pool and it's got chlorine, I'll close my eyes and I'm underwater. Yeah. I can like visualize what's in the water and that's where I freak out. That, I feel like I'm, like,
0: think like, I'm like, I gotta get out of this yeah. thing
1: because like, I see this thing in my, in my mind's eye. And it's, it freaks me out, and I want to like open my eyes, and so I—that's the kind of things like why I like wearing goggles and pools, so I can open my eyes and like
0: I can like yeah. I can I reassure myself. Um, I like that you said uh, in your mind's eye. Yeah. I always think that's fun when someone says that. It's like oh yeah, you're 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 having a good conversation when someone brings up. <laughs> That their mind their has an my eye. eye. Yes. Yeah, I saw it in my mind's so, eye. yeah,
1: that is where the uh, origin of the anxiety I, begins.
0: Man, that's some crazy stuff, man. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but first I want to talk about uh, octopi okay. and how crazy they are because there are a few animals on this earth that I believe if Aliens. if a spaceship came yeah. okay. and landed on earth and this thing came out, you would not be surprised. You'd be like, yeah, that thing looks like an alien. Yeah. If it was an octopus that came out, you'd be like, yeah, that's what aliens look oh, 100%, like. 100 percent bro. Yeah, like that's an alien. I'm okay. Like, like,
1: octopus, octopi, they have to be aliens.
0: Yeah. If a spaceship came and landed there like and a bunny came out, I'd be like, what? That's <laughs> what aliens look like? <laughs> you know, I'd be really surprised. But if a little green man came out, I'd be like, okay, yeah, it's what right. an alien looks like. If an octopus came out, I'd be like, all right, man, like that's a crazy looking thing. Yeah. You know? If a kangaroo came out, I'd be like, "Yep, that's what an alien should look like." Because kangaroos are the most mystifying creatures to me on the whole planet.
1: They are, they are crazy and kind of scary because they're so weird. From like the waist up, they kind of look like a human.
0: <laughs> okay, I don't know who you've been looking at. These... <laughs>
1: no, like they have like arms and they have like a and they have yeah. like a, it's like a centaur. They have this like, like yeah. a centaur vibe around. Yeah, arm.
0: they yeah. have a. It's like God was like. I don't know what to do with this one. Let's just throw a lot of stuff in here. Let's have the babies live in a pocket. <laughs> live in a pocket on the front of the belly. What in the world is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. And the pocket is lined with mucus. That is, I How know that. Did, that's alien stuff, that's right it, there. Yeah. That that is what an alien should have. Like, you mean like your alien walks up? And then a little mini alien comes out of the alien's belly. It's like, hey, what's up? Give me some food. You know, I'm like, no. That is pretty messed up. Um, well, I I watched I, this, I saw this video online uh, as well of a kangaroo. About a kangaroo. Yeah,
1: where it was like outside of a glass door. So it was basically someone's house in Australia. Mm-hmm. There was on outside the, outside of the door was a kangaroo, and it, it like approached the door <laughs> like like a person like and it was, a human. And it was like looking into like <laughs> like. Kick the door.
0: <laughs> it's like, I was like, hey, hey. Like, it's it, thinking. It was
1: freaky. I was like, man, that is, I didn't know kangaroos were like that. And I don't like them. I did not like that. So
0: Yeah, no, dude, uh, I don't mean to get too vulgar on this. Besides the fact that kangaroos box people, uh-huh. they box each other. Like, they literally punch. Yeah. That's how they fight. They just go poof, poof, poof with their hands. Or they lean back on their, their tail. You're right. And they'll kick you. I'm like, what kind of animal is this? Like, what kind of, doesn't that take, that's a lot. It doesn't try to bite you, it tries to punch you. Does it punch you or kick you? The the reproductive organ of a kangaroo is not normal. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah. I'm going to let the (laughs) listeners out there go out. It's not like something I Google every day, (laughs) you know, but once upon a time when I was just like, man, kangaroos are weird. And I just like Googled them. And then I was like, they're even weirder than I thought because they. I think had, you gotta you gotta share more than just that. Yeah. They. they. Do you know how a wine opener. Like a corkscrew? Like, a corkscrew. Yes. That's what the male member looks like. <laughs> like, what? Why does it look like
1: that? Why does it just
0: look normal? <laughs> like, what happened in the evolution of a kangaroo that was like, you know what, we need <laughs> corkscrews? <laughs> we need- <laughs> And it has to like so it's not easy for them to, to uh, mate. Uh, yeah be, yeah because of the ducks are the same way except they're not corkscrews they're like a, uh, like a Y like it's split and That's, so you have to do both channels or else you don't uh, they, they don't inseminate the the, the female interesting yeah so it's kind of got its own birth control built in yeah no it's crazy it's so crazy anyway uh, so kangaroos to me. Um, yeah, if aliens came and they came out as kangaroos, and you know, and little tiny kangaroos in mucus that popped out of their bellies, and they're just like, "What's up?" You know, I was like, "No, dude, that that makes sense, but I don't like it." Yeah. You know, like, but here they are, just living their lives, just hanging around in Australia. Like, we don't care, you know.
1: Yeah, it's like a normal thing.
0: No, it's super anxiety-inducing, man. I, I for for me, I I'm not afraid of a kangaroo. I just understand that they're not normal. I'm I think what's clear.
1: crazy about kangaroos is that from a distance they can be so cute looking. Like, hmm. Oh, that
0: could be cute. It could be like a bunny, yeah, Like a big bunny. And or then
1: something. when you like, get close to them, you're like, no, this is this is not, yeah, that, no, which is, it's like a, it's like a bait and switch.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I th- they could be aliens. They're the Buzzfeed, yeah. of animals.
1: <laughs> you don't like aliens? you don't like Buzzfeed. I'm oh, just like the clickbait. The bathroom head Oh, clickbait stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Gosh, I hate clickbait, man. It's so annoying. So, yeah. Um, so what, what what gives you anxiety? Okay, so I was talking to my buddy the other day. Coffee, I'm trying not to drink coffee later in the day because the things that give me anxiety, they are just amplified when I drink coffee, especially if I drink it after 3. If I'm trying to go to sleep later at like 10... I'm just like, I have these horrible thoughts. They're just like, oh my gosh, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. You know, like, what am I going to do? I have to do this and I have to do this. Like everything that I could be doing in life, I feel like I need to be doing. And so if I drink iced coffee in the morning, which has like, I think it's double strength or whatever, even though some people say it's double strength, so it's diluted, blah, 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 uh, when they put it with ice. Mm-hmm. For me, if I drink that, I'll get jitters and I'll freaking clean my bathroom tile grout with like, toothbrush. Like oh I just gosh. go crazy. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to do this, I have to do this. And then if I drink coffee, I talk a lot. I drank coffee this morning. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what's going on. Um, anyway, so I feel like my mind just starts racing and whatever it gives me anxiety, uh, coffee definitely yeah, amplifies okay. it. Just okay. putting yeah. It's like a microphone. to yeah. anxiety. And so, so normally I don't, I, I don't think I feel a lot of anxiety. Um, let's see. What do I what makes me anxious? I used to feel super anxious going to weddings. I was just like before I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. for the whole night, I was so anxious and so afraid. But now it's like I sleep like a baby. I get <laughs> like get you know, like I get up late and like, oh no, so get to the wedding, roll up like a minute before sometime. I don't do that all the time, but like I used to I remember I used to just be like so like oh my gosh I have to do this and now I'm just like I got this and uh, so I I do think like I have I have a two part element to that I'll
1: let you back in a second but yeah, okay. I would, where I will be like I got this wedding I'm gonna slay it blah 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 or whatever we'll go to bed everything's great wake up feel good get a little lady to start out the day and be like oh my gosh I'm only gonna get there 20 minutes early and, I need a scout. <laughs> and then like then like the anxiety will build like like an hour before I start not because of like of the shooting but be like I should have prepared more
0: um, yeah. And it is a funny thing, preparation for a wedding, because I I started shooting weddings as a second shooter, and I got the idea that I could make imagery without knowing anything mm-hmm. about my clients. Because I'm a second photographer, I apprenticed mm-hmm. for so many years, I never knew their names, never knew the schedule, never knew anything. Literally, I would just say, okay, what do I do? Okay, I'm going to shoot the guys, and then mm-hmm. at 2.30, I come here, okay, cool, and then I would work, and I'd make images, and I shoot portraits, I shoot everything, and I was fine, and I was making amazing images, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, you don't need to prepare at all." Whereas some people on the other side, they have a whole thing printed out, and they right. screenshot it on their phone, and their preparation is crazy is crazy good. And I think both of those are valid. That's a right. thing sure. about wedding photography that still baffles me today. That I, I, I respect is that everyone just runs it however they want to run it. And not one makes, whatever makes sense for you is what makes sense. And so this kid who has, like, they've had this checklist and they've asked the bride all these questions and, you know, they've done this. I'm like, yeah, but I'm still going to make a better picture than you. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, you can do all the preparation in the world or maybe not. Maybe the client, I don't know. For me, the client experience, I've been working on that lately. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, I want to make sure that the client experience is smooth and sweet and nice. And so... Even though I don't feel like I need a lot of information because it's visuals. I, right. I know what I need to photograph. You know, I want to make sure they're at ease. And so I, I do, you know, a little consultation and ask a few questions and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, it's like, man, if I go to, the, I've been, I can go to a wedding. That's my own wedding. Yeah. And I could literally not know anything and just shoot it because I'm, I'm there. I'm right. photographing the wedding. You know, family photos. What? what why? You know, like I, I'm right there. They are there. Like we make it such a big deal, but they're right there. And so, family photos are right, you and your dad, you and your mom, you and your mom and your brother. Okay, all of you together. You and your brothers and sisters. You and your brother. You. And your, I just did it. You know, it's not rocket science. Now, sometimes there are divisions in the family, and there are things like that, and there's, you know, I, yeah. Go, go ahead. I would say uh, I found myself on
1: what where. 'Cause I ask questions before and, and set sure. for family photos and I've gotten to myself to some points where I'm like I'm like, Okay, parents are split up. Sure. But I don't know if they want to photo separately or together. some some people like they want a photo of their mom and dad together.
0: Yeah, of oh, course. But
1: like but sometimes people are like, you know what? I only want photo with my dad, not with my mom I don't want them on together, and then I'm always like oh yeah, I gotta figure this out like in about 30
0: seconds right now <laughs> but which, which photo do I need um, yeah, but I think, listen, I do I do now ask that question but I think we take it upon ourselves to be so prepared sometimes yeah. that we're like, I need to make sure I have this beforehand so it's not awkward I'm like, just don't make it awkward, man just say, hey, do you guys want a photo together? They're like, no, we're good that's on them to be, like, yeah. awkward. It's not on you. You're the photographer. Yeah. You're not their friend, you know, and so maybe you want to be their friend. But, hey, man, do you uh, – sometimes I take the bride aside and, like, or the groom, like, hey, do you want one with your mom and your dad? And, you are just real quick. That's usually okay. what I do is
1: I like, yeah. put that bride aside and say – or whoever it is. But, hey, do you want a photo with, like, both yeah. your mom and your dad together or do you prefer having them separate?
0: Yeah, you and know? in the moment, sometimes they do want to, Even though yeah. they said they didn't, they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of do. You know, I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, and so – I, uh, listen, I do have a list for family photos cuz I don't want anyone to miss that that stuff. So I'm saying that I don't, but I do have. that you can do it without it, but you do have it. There are plenty of times right, right. when I've just been like, "All right, let's take the family photos right. and we just take the family photos and I'm just like, "All right, now one with your dad, now one with your mom, now with both. Now, okay, you guys are good. You guys stay over here for a sec. Next, come over here, mm-hmm. whole whole family. All right, now you guys leave blah blah blah, that kind of thing. And it's doable. Mm-hmm. It's not like and it's doable, and it's fine, and it's nice, and you can do it at super high-end weddings. You're the photographer. You're, you're not their planner. You're right. not... Anyway, I'm going off on that side. coffee? It is the coffee. Yeah. And uh, it was... It was a you're talking
1: about anxiety, though. You're talking about uh, wedding days you can roll in and just cruise? Yeah,
0: yeah. And so I try not to... Oh, yeah, you used to say you, you
1: said like a baby before weddings. You used to get anxiety, and then you said like a baby, and that's how you got here. But...
0: Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that was... For me, that's... That's what I used to get anxious about. Now, I mean, I mean, we talked about... You talked about my fears a few weeks ago. It was like, oh, you're going to get married, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. I mean, when I drink a lot of coffee, I think about that kind of stuff. Like, oh, man, what do I need to do, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I'm good. You know, but uh, that's probably the only thing. I don't really...
1: You have a pretty stress-free life, don't you?
0: Yeah, it kind of sucks. I wish I had... You know, like, obviously I wish I had, like, a kid or something. Like, I see these little, you know, always doing family photos, and I'm like, oh, man. But it doesn't really, I am I am not stressed out. I, I mean,
1: I I think it's, it's funny because I feel like it's kind of like a, not a life stage, but it's like a lifestyle thing where it's like, I wish I had less stress in my life. And I probably can. You do? I, yeah, yeah. Okay. But not, and I know I, I can. I think a lot of the stress that I have is self-induced i sure. like, I need to be better at, like, managing my anxiety and my stress because it's funny. Like, my whole life, I was like, I don't have anxiety. Like, that's crazy. And it wasn't until I got married and me and I was talking and I, like, had more of, a, like, more direct conversations about how I feel about stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I stress out about way more stuff than I ever thought I did. I used to think I was super low-key mm-hmm. and laid back. And now I'm realizing, like, maybe I'm not. Maybe, maybe that was when I, like, didn't have as many responsibilities so it couldn't pop, right. pop up. yeah um, But I was like, oh, like, I'm not as, like, relaxed as I thought I was. So that was like a, a realization a couple of years ago that hit me and then I was um but I'm also like, you know what, I need, need to be better about managing that stuff. And actually but Hill's never listening to a podcast that she has been kind of like she's been listening to this pretty I forget what it's called, something with the brain. It's, um this one talked about parenting. It's not about like working with your kids. You know, like, hey if you have a kid and they are freaking out and having a tantrum or having something like that, and you're just like, "Hey, calm down, calm down." So then that's not really helpful for the kid because they don't know how to calm down. Like they don't, they don't, they don't have the cognition to know what that's like. So you have to like coach them through that stuff. Like, "Hey, we need to calm down.
0: Breathe." So what kids we're we
1: gonna do? Yeah, we're gonna breathe. So we're gonna go, you know, teach them breathing. It's okay. Now we're gonna count and like or whatever that is stuff that is. To, but you have to teach them how to calm down. You can't just say like, "Hey, calm down." Sure. And I thought about that as like, man, if if. I want to teach honor how to not have a ton of anxiety or stress. I need to be able to, to like teach her like, hey, when we're stressed, here's what we do. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that, say so like, what am I gonna tell her? Because I don't think I know how to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I never done. I like never been like. Okay, I'm feeling stressed. So and so I think and recently I have when I've have been feeling stress, I've been um, or anxiety. I've been feel, I've been talking about myself, okay, I'm feeling stressed or anxiety. What can I do? Like I can acknowledge I'm feeling this way. What can I be doing? to reduce some of these things. Like how do I start like get myself back into like a place where I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, where, because I think at the end of the day I'm like, I, I want, I knew I wanted to be able to teach up to honor, but I'm like, I have to deal with this stuff first. And so it, you being like very low stress as a person, a, a pretty laid back guy, I'm like, I wish I was more laid back. I think that's,
0: yeah. But I think uh, it's
1: personality stuff.
0: But, sure. But I also, you know, you have more, you have honor. You, you have to stress out about, money and you have to stress, you know, just because you have a baby, yeah. I could have like two cents and be like, man, eh, that will be all right. You know, like <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You know, what are you going to do? Like, uh, uh, and so, so I hear that, but I, I do real. I don't say, I don't think that stress is not valid, especially, you know, when it happens. There are some times that I think we, our minds do play tricks on us and we have to note, when, hey, we're in a shower and mm-hmm. there aren't any beasts in the shower. Right. And I think that is important yeah. for, for you is like there's our mind my mind is just making this feel stressful mm-hmm. because of. And I don't that's that's that part's yeah. not valid. It's just let it go. Just I'm in a shower. Everything's fine. Right. And I think I do that when I'm drinking when I had the coffee, I'm in my bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the world's gonna fall onto me. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm in my bed. I'm <laughs> Everything's fine, like and i'll I'll literally have these crazy th- and i and I realized it was coffee, I was like, oh, my mind is just going crazy because I'm not thinking about anything, you know, um and so I think there are some times when stress is not valid, like or when those thoughts yeah take us captive and we're we're in a pool and we're safe, and we're you know, but there are times when we are in the ocean that it makes sense to hey man, you probably need to get a life raft and probably shouldn't be in this situation you know that kind of thing and so I uh, you know it is our mind's response to uh to situations to make sure that we we remain safe or yeah. we take care of ourselves but we're, we have probably we're probably a lot safer than we think you know yeah. and so um being able to understand that is I think is key yeah I agree and then this is a funny thing because I always talk about not having routines like oh if you want to live the artistic life or if you want to you know then you should change up what you're doing like hey you want to be an artist so walk a different way home or if you want to, if you want to do this or that then or if you want to like think differently then you need to do something different hmm. and change up your routine but i think um on the flip side of that a routine routine helps me to de-stress, like having things that I need to do, like taking care of my garden and walking k and like checking things off a list for me also helps me just Mm -hmm. relax. Like, Oh yeah, now I'm doing this and then I'm doing this and then, and then I'm okay. And then I take care of things and it helps me a lot, even though I'm not, I don't feel stressful. And so I still try to walk k different sometimes, you know, just to like jog my mind and make sure my mind's awake. But, um, having that routine or having something like the garden or, um, is is really helpful for me. Mm. Yeah. So what what do you do to de stress? Have you have you thought about it I, since?
1: Yeah, I have a little bit. Um, one thing I think like you talk about the routine. I also like enjoy the, the nature of a routine because I think it helps me know from moving from point A to point B. I feel like this this has been like the least routine season of life for me, where like thing, typically I feel like I had a pretty strong routine, and now I feel like I don't as much. Which I think is fine, but I think what I, I know that when I feel stress, my go-to reaction is to deal with that problem as quickly as possible. So if there's something going on, I feel like I, it can be hard for me to focus on anything else until like, I resolve this stuff, which mm-hmm. is not healthy for sure. But so it's like, hey, if I get like a, for example, let's say a, a client emails me with like, hey, we have this crazy problem or something's, or whatever, and it's like an, or they're unhappy, or something, something like that happened. It happened like at 7 p.m. at night. And I got that it'd be I couldn't be like, oh, I'll just leave this till the morning and get back to this. I'd be like, I have to deal with this right now. Hmm. And so I feel that like that kind of thing is like if I don't deal with it immediately, I'm gonna be thinking about it. I'm basically gonna feel every waking hour between that one then and then when I do it, deal with it, thinking about it. So for me, I'm like I need to figure out either how to let things go and be like, you know what, it's out of my control. I get get to it when I get to it, um, or to be like, hey, or to have find constructive ways. to be like, hey, this came up. It's really stressing me out and I want to do, I want to alleviate that stress by dealing with it quickly and then mm-hmm. I can go back to my life.
0: Sure. Um, my, that business coach I hired yeah. gave me the advice of, uh, just because I don't like emails. Yeah. I just don't like them. Whatever. It's like, it's like texting to me. Um, except better. But she was just like, Hey, when you get an email, no matter what happens, respond to the email in the first three minutes, no matter what. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, respond to the email in the first three minutes and say, Hey, either this is how to answer the question, mm. or hey, I got your email. I'll get back to you because I'm busy. Mm. I'll get back to you in, th- in however long mm. or tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. That way you've al- you've already responded to the mm. email, and then you can put it in its order in your mm. routine wherever you need to put it. Interesting. And that that really helps me, even though I I don't do it all the time, but I wish I did because then I'm like responding. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm just like I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to write that email, and then I won't get to it or, you know, I got an email yesterday morning from a family and I was like, I don't know if I want to do a family shoot. And I, even though I like families, I like doing them, I just didn't respond right away. Right. I haven't responded, you know, and so I need to write them right now. But I wish I had been like, hey, guys, I'm busy right now, but I'll get right back, get right mm-hmm. back to you, got your email, right. Right. I'm excited. Boom, easy. I could, should even have it on like the little easy quick yeah. button thing. Like, hey, Ooh, got, got yeah. your email, I'll Watch get back mail. to you a yeah. little bit later. That kind of thing. And I don't, but I think that would be wise just to like manage expectations and manage the stress of like having to deal with it, even though you have things to do. Right. Because you do. Yeah. You know, that's actually really good. Yeah, I know. She was awesome. Oh, Elise Archer is just the best.
1: Uh, Mm. Oh, would you uh, recommend business coaches to all of our listeners?
0: To all of them?
1: Yeah. Most listeners. Do Do you think our listeners should invest in business coaches?
0: I'm going to give you my answer to that right after this break. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. What a great break. Um, yeah, dude. And I I really, I'm only saying this to be the most helpful. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I'm throwing someone under the bus. And and I love the person. Um, and... In a lot of ways, uh, she reminds me of me. And so that's the only reason I'm going to say yes to that question. Okay. Yeah, we need business coaches. is because sometimes we can sit our, on our laurels as artists and think that we have made it and that we're not business owners. Mm-hmm. Like but We are. And your business is failing because you're sitting there thinking you're an artist and that people will come to you because you're an artist or because you have an Instagram following, following and no one's booked to you because... All they do is like pictures and maybe they're not even real or whatever. Yeah. There's a hustling to the job. There's a business part of the job that after your initial wave of success, when you're year five and year six in, you're going to hit that. And you're going to be like, oh, no one's calling me. And you're going to realize you haven't done any of the work to make sure that your business works. Yep. You're, you don't know how to run a business. You just had some friends and you booked them. You know, and your friends had some friends, and you made a cool photo with an expensive camera that you bought, and you shot it into sunset, <clears throat> and some people booked you, and then and then they didn't, you know, and so that that happened to me, and it's ha- that's that's the story to a lot of people, and I think I I got that uh, rangefinder award, mm-hmm. and I sat back on my laurels, and I was just like, oh, I'm good, I don't need to worry about this, blah blah blah. And then I was like, oh, snap, bookings are dry. Like, yeah. what is going on? I think a lot of people have experienced that, experienced that too, just like, oh. And then, uh, but around that same time is when I hired the business coach. And she is so good at putting in routines into your life that are like, this is how you, this is like the literal map of how you make money. Mm-hmm. This is your job. Taking pictures is, is what you do is the sale Right. But this is how you make sales. Making pictures is the the, is the product of your job, which you luckily get to also do. But you have to have who's running sales. If you you're a business, you need sales. That's the job. That's it, it. It just is. You know what I mean? And so hiring her changed my mind around that and also made, you know, there was a time when I was probably just sitting around watching Netflix, you know, just like, I'm fine. I don't have to do anything, you yeah. know. And then I hired her a few years ago. But she's like, I, have, and I think I've talked about this a little bit, but she was just like, um, write this down. I want you to write down how many times you log into Facebook, how many, how many hours you're on Instagram. And we ran some app that clocked it. You know, I, I remember I logged into Facebook like 75 times or something. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, what am I doing in my life that I'm on Facebook? I've logged in. And it was just on my phone. You just right. quick log in, quick log in. Yeah. That's probably a minute. That's an hour and a half a yeah. day or more. You know what I mean? Like, And then uh, I think it was like over an hour of Instagram or something. Like, It just adds up over the day. And then she just maps it as like a literal like, look at what you're spending your time mm-hmm. doing. How many of these are rev- revenue uh, producing? Mm-hmm. How how many of this these things that you're doing, if you even from walking your dog to making food to all the stuff, what what in this gives you revenue and sales? And I'm like, man, I don't know. Okay, yeah, not a lot of it, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And so that was that was huge. And anyway, about that. I saw this in another photographer, where she was like, "Oh, bookings are low," and I was like, "Why are bookings low? You know what happened?" And uh, listen, this is with all the love, but she was just—I think she admitted it to herself—is that she had she was just like an artist, and mm-hmm. she was waiting that no one's coming. I'm like, "What are you doing to make them come? Like, what's you know?" I think I asked her. I was like, "Hey, why do you want to be a wedding or why do you want to be a wedding photographer?" And she was like oh, because I can make my own schedule. And I was like, oh, well, have you? Have you made your own schedule? And she was like, oh, no, I haven't. And I was like, you see, there there's a, there's a disconnect between the sale, of the product, being the photographer, and then being your own boss means you have to be your own boss. That right. means doesn't mean you just get to just do whatever you want. It means you still have to be the boss of the person that gets to go do the pictures. Right. And so what that means is you still have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. And the, the sales coach helped me realize that mm-hmm. in so many ways. It's like, oh, yeah, you you have to make a schedule, sit down, write down a schedule, and then sit down and be your own boss. And like, okay, you can now go do this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Like well, you said it best. I think, you know, where, where are you? I can't remember. You said something about hours. If you
1: So if you're not working 40 hours a week, you're not full time.
0: If you're not working 40 hours a week, you're not full time. Yeah. Bro, that killed me. I was like, oh, you're so right. Like, I'm not a full-time photographer. I don't work. You know, like, and I think a lot of us do that where we're just sitting around. And we're just like, yeah. And the guys who are out there whose work sucks that we all know, I was like, man, their work sucks. But they're making bank and they're just booking and booking and booking and booking. It's because they probably know that they're not artists. They're yeah. not making, you know, they're just hustling. Yeah. You know, they're just like, we're out here making pictures and yeah. we're, it's a job and mm-hmm. we're, this is what we do. And we're just like, how are they booking so much? While we're sitting around watching Netflix yeah. and waiting for things to fall into our
1: laps. Fall into yeah. Our laps. 100% then, do, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it's been since launching set
1: like the commercial side of, of the brand, uh, of what I'm doing, um, it's been crazy because I've felt like I'm literally launching a totally unrelated business. Mm-hmm. It, like, w- weddings don't seem to translate at all to commercial hmm. in terms of like, yeah, obviously the skills apply. You can still shoot the photos, but like none of the clients are the same. None of how you get clients is the same. We actually have a day where we were sitting down, Josh and I were like, how does anyone get clients in anything? And we're just like, so like what, what do you even do to get clients? And so like with that, I'll sit and email people Try to send, we, our goal is to try to send five emails, five to ten emails a day mm-hmm. if we can, to people um, to just cold email them, and say, hey, see what you're doing, see your product, here's what you're working on, and we'd love to solve a problem for you. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's just like, it's crazy because it, it's, it's back to hustling, it's back to, but it's also like, I feel like we've been seeing results because of the hustle. And mm-hmm. like, we've you know, callbacks, and people are like, hey, we want you to get to the shoot, and it's awesome. And it's like, man, this is like, as you hustle, you see the work coming together. But it takes, there's about a month lead time of like, you're hustling for like a month with nothing happening. And then after that, things are like diamonds are just start falling. Um, but I'm like, man, I feel like, and I think the reason I, that's been helpful is I feel like because weddings and commercials don't feel so different, um, it feels like I have to start from scratch. Where with weddings, I feel like people are like, ah, I got that stuff. Like, people should, you assume, that like, people should know who I am. My work is good enough. People should know it. They shouldn't, like, they should see it and be like, okay, I want to hire that person. Like, they, you feel like it's an easy sell. You're like, I'm an easy sell. If they just saw my photos, they'd want to they want to hire me. And so you start like acting that way. They start, you know, you're like, I'll just send them a quick note. I'll comment on their photo on Instagram, and they'll or comment on something or whatever. They'll just see my profile, and be like, yeah, I want to I want to work with this guy. Um, just not the way it is, you know. You basically said it. The yeah. Best way.
0: Think of McDonald's. Everybody knows McDonald's, but who, who? advertises more than McDonald's. Nobody.
1: Coca-Cola probably. Maybe Coca Cola. And that's the thing is like everybody knows Coca Cola. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody knows these people. Right. But still their budget for advertising is huge because they understand that advertising is literally getting in front of people and that's if you're not thinking about it, you might not hire them. You know, and so letting people know and I had to change my mind about what that means. Like advertising, I it was like weird and oh, I'm a hipster and I don't want to advertise. I'm yeah. like, gosh, I'm amazing, you know. But advertising is getting people, getting my clients to product that they want. Mm-hmm. They already want me. the 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 hustle part, the work that I'm doing, and so, you know, I shouldn't say hustle because people don't like that word either. But the the work that I'm doing mm-hmm. is getting them what they that what they want. Right, and so. I had the the easy. I think I might have told the story on air. I can't remember, but the uh, the really um, fortunate um, thing of or, or experience of having of second shooting a wedding that I was up for. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you this story on the air? Do you think? Um, I'll say it again. Whatever. Yeah, um,
1: I'm not. I I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the situation, but yeah, yeah I don't much yeah. talked sure about on the. No, podcast. so I was.
0: I have a good buddy. Great worker hustler the guy is a hustler and he uh and we second shoot for each other all the time you know just like always just making pictures for each other and it's always a lot of fun i but we did for this one we just didn't know but i was up for the wedding and he he shot the wedding i remember not getting the wedding but i was like oh whatever and then he asked me to second shoot and i just didn't think uh what day it was and normally i wouldn't shoot the same wedding but i didn't i didn't know and so i was like okay sure And so when I started shooting the groom, the groom was like, wait, what's your name? Are you Adonia Jaja? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, my wife, she thought you were the D's knees. Like, you were her first choice. First choice. She wanted you, no doubt. And I was like, well, that makes sense. you know. I I didn't say that, but you know. (laughs) um, And I was like, oh, why didn't she hire me? Did she contact me? What happened? She's like... He was like, yeah, I think she thought you were too expensive. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense too. But I didn't, I just left it there and I went back on my phone and I looked at my emails. And no, I realized, I saw the whole thing. I didn't book the client. Mm -hmm. I, or I didn't, uh, I didn't even send her my pricing. I was just like, hey, it was like a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, uh, yeah, let's meet. When can you meet? She's like, oh, let's meet on Monday, the next Monday. I was like, okay, cool. You Mm -hmm. know, and then we were set to meet. Uh, Saturday morning, I got an email from her saying, hey, we booked someone else. And that was it. Mm-hmm. She'd never even seen my pricing. I was just going to meet. I talked to them in person. We booked. That's right. it, you know? Um, and then, uh, but I also got to talk to Adam, um, the other photographer, mm-hmm. who is awesome, right? And so Adam just talked to me about how he books the client and how he he's just like really immediate in his his style. He's like, no, he wants the client uh, to get what they want fast and quickly, mm-hmm. and so he he just kind of goes through his booking process with me, which I won't give people Adams uh, mm-hmm. all his uh, his tricks and everything, but or everything he does in his tool bag. But he's a sens- sensational salesman, yeah. And that's something I don't have in my repertoire. I'm not necessarily good at selling things, mm-hmm. but I've learned from him. Like the client's going to be happy. The client is happy, and so when they talked to clients, they talked to him on Friday and you know how you, I think you said it to me. They were like, you don't give them a lot of time to sign the contract. Mm-hmm. I think you were like three, yeah. three days yeah. for me. I was like, Oh, seven. Give me, I don't even give them a time, but now I'm like, okay, I need to give them a time limit mm-hmm. because they're searching. They're looking around. And, but Adam was like, no, I, I need to meet today. Cause he was busy. And so they met that Friday and they booked him that Friday. And, even and so even before I even had a chance to meet the person who had me as their first choice, mm-hmm. they were booked from under me by someone who is equally good but really great at sale mm-hmm. at sales. And I learned I was like, oh, my clients, I by me not hustling that much, that little extra mm-hmm. bit, I'm not getting them what they want. Yeah, and that's literally it. The, the person who thinks I'm the best photographer didn't hire me because someone out hustled me Mm -hmm. like straight up straight and simple. There's a little bit more to the story. So, so you understand that they did, he did just out hustle me. That's Mm -hmm. just what happened. But kudos to him. I still shot the wedding. The bride's happy. She gets, she gets her two favorite photographers and we, you know, we went gangbusters when we shoot together. It's awesome. But I was, uh, I was, I was like, Oh, all right. I need to work. Mm -hmm. I need to like, I need to book the weddings. Yeah. I need to, you know, I give them so much time. I'm like, oh, let's wait a few days and blah, blah. You know, and that works most of the time for me. Right. But this time, with the person who wanted me the most, she didn't book. And I was like, that that shouldn't be the case. Right. The person who wants me the most should have me. I'm going to help her get me by advertising, right. or by hustling, yeah. or by whatever. I
1: mean, I th- I think that's a that's a big lesson. I think I've been I've I'm also not I don't think the best salesman, but I've been learning some things. And I think that for me, it's been really working to say, to ask for the sale, essentially. And, and not so much, some people ask for it very explicitly, like, hey, can I have your business? Um, and that's not necessarily wrong, a wrong thing to do. It's like, that's a, a great sales tactic. But I think what I've been doing is saying, hey, okay. um, like this this week, a, I got an inquiry for a commercial gig on like a Tuesday night. They reached out to us and I happened on my computer, so I responded like immediately saying, hey, this sounds amazing. I'd love to chat. Um, when do you have time to chat? When can we talk on the phone? Tomorrow morning. When in the morning are you free? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm free at 9. I was like, perfect. So like within 12 hours, I was on the phone with them. And they emailed me like at 10 o'clock at night. And so like – and then 12 hours we're on the phone. Um, they gave me a mood board, all this stuff like that, a proposal. But at the end of the day, they had a proposal in their hands of stuff. And, and,
0: and then it's done. And then it's done. You it's don't like, have to worry. There's no stress about, yeah. are they going to book me? And you're waiting a week. And, oh, they haven't signed the contract. I don't know. It's done. It's like, Give them the immediacy right. and say, I'm helping them right. make this an easy transition. Right. As opposed to being like, hey, yeah, and then just tell me whenever you're free. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm like... No, I remember Elise used to say that to me all the time. She's like, "You need to give them two or three mm-hmm. times because you're busy. you mm-hmm. have a schedule you do you you're saying that you're free, but you've already blocked this off for editing, and right. you have already blocked you don't have that time. you're just saying that because you're not literally you're not your own boss, mm-hmm. and so you you're thinking, Oh, I can do whatever I want, but no, you need to make a schedule, and when you take calls, I like take calls in this time and this time and this mm-hmm. time. And schedule it out. Stop waiting. If you keep giving them time, it's just going to, you're just prolonging the next guy or the next girl to come in and swoop in and take the sale or whatever. And then the process takes weeks. What if the process of finding a photographer is already hard? When the client comes to you, they've already done a lot of Mm -hmm. researching. Help them finish that side of wedding photography. Now they don't have to think about that. It's done. Sign the contract and go. Right. if you can do it in a day, don't let them think about it and wonder. It's like, ah, oh, how much, how much better do you feel once you've made the choice? Yeah. and you don't have that anxiety on both sides.
1: Yeah, it's like it's very clear. Yeah. If you want to work with me, this wasn't a take. You can decide it, yes or no. But like for me, it's like I don't have to worry about it because i like, I've already given them
0: all the information they need. And that was one of the best things that Elise said too. She's like, when you start a phone call, you should start it off by saying this: "Hey guys, uh, I love that we have time to talk. Whatever, blah blah blah." Um, I know that you're busy and I'm busy and I know that the search is hard. So I want to, I want you to get to a place where you can have a strong yes or a strong no, uh, by the end of this call, Mm -hmm. that's it. So that way, by the end of the call, you can answer objections and you can say, okay, listen, uh, sometimes you might not want to work with them, but some, you know, like, Hey guys, I think this is a great fit. Is there anything, you know, I want you to have a strong yes or no and and they'll say yes, you ask them that question in the right. beginning. Like, do you think I, I think I want to get to that place? Is that cool with you? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, cool. All right. At the end of the call, let's what objections do you have? Like I wanna work you through it. And then they build trust because you know, they they love you and you're oh man, well, it's kind of expensive. Okay, well, expensive how? What what do you mm-hmm. blah blah blah. You all these things that you're building and it's all it's not lying, it's real. Like you're right. really asking them. What, what issues do you have? Yeah. I want to know. I mean, Let's I think book, even like a yeah.
1: better, what you just said is actually an even better way. It's people ask what kind of questions do you have? Yeah. But I think it's better to be asking, what kind of objections do you have? Like, what do you not, what do you not like about this? Yeah. Because I think it's nice people know, like, if they don't have anything they don't like, they're like, oh, they can come out and say like, yeah, like, it's a little expensive. Right? That's what I was thinking. Say, so, Okay, like, tell me more about that. Like, yeah. what were you thinking you would want to spend? Or how does like, or what, what do you like? maybe it's, maybe the package just, maybe doesn't work maybe like maybe you don't need that many hours like yeah. that, there's all kinds of things that you can do like hey we can actually work
0: on that we can f- yeah, yeah we, we can figure we can it work out work it out together as right. opposed to you know okay well get back to me with your decision yeah or whatever however you know like okay guys great talk this was wonderful uh, I hope to hear from you soon and yeah. then it's all then it's anxiety right and you're giving the window to anxiety to live in your life as opposed to being like let's get to a place where you have a strong yes or no yeah like a strong yes. I want you to love me. I want you to want my work. Right. And if you want it, what's the, what's the issue? What's blocking you from booking? And obviously the conversation is kinder. We're talking right. about the skeletons of the conversation right. as Absolutely. opposed to the bones or the the meat and the the, the muscle. Yeah, the flesh. <laughs> Thank you, Levi. It's so disgusting. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's such a different like way to look at it. Like, all right, let's close the sale. So we're not like sitting. They're not thinking. They're not wondering. I'm mm-hmm. helping them get what they want. They want my work, so I'm gonna help them get it by right. becoming a salesman. And you're like, all right, this is how you do it. And so, I, I, the problem, the only reason I'm, I even saying Elisa's praises is because I'm a skeptic. I'm so much a skeptic when it comes to things like that. I'm like, I'm not buying a sales coach. That's stupid. But she sold me. <laughs> like, she got on the phone with me, and she, unknowingly to me, yeah. she went through this whole, like, sort of, like, like scripted thing. Yeah. And at, at the end, I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, oh, my gosh, yes, I have to book you, because if I don't, then I my kids won't have food. You know? Like, it was crazy. And uh, and she got me there. Mm. And some of my biggest sales have come in straight response to me doing the things mm. she said on the phone. Yeah with my clients. Mm-hmm. It's just getting them to understand what I'm doing, mm-hmm. how that relates to what they're doing and how that translates to them spending money on it. Right. And it's it works and it makes sense and it's not it's not tricky or it, I don't even think it's salesmany. It's just like have to do the work to get them what they want right otherwise someone else will yeah and, and i
1: think it's it's if you can hold their hand through that process and they're like oh they helped me figure this stuff out they're gonna help me figure out the rest of it as well yeah. too." they know like oh they're gonna take care of me that's what people want to know everyone wants to be taken care of yeah i know that you're gonna, like, you're not gonna just like walk away from them or abandon them um and i think yeah i, I just being in the in the world doing more commercial stuff because we're doing more jobs than than you would as a wave driver, but they're usually smaller less money mm-hmm. um it's crazy to see like the amount of sales that some people, some companies need. Some companies need a lot of sales. Some people like need very, they're like already like yeah we're already committed to spend the money here you go it's like nothing. like it's nothing mm-hmm. and some of it's like you got to fight for you know the the project sure and that's the thing that's been like teaching me like how do we so it's what's been cool about that at least, has been giving me a lot more opportunities to practice sales tactics like how do I get on the phone how do I try to win a win a call uh-huh. how do I, like what, what I'm just doing A and B try like A and B testing and saying how do I you know work this out
0: dude you might like to. To talk to her, too. Yeah. Like, uh, or to someone, you know, I we can talk about it later, but mm. it's a, it, it just gives you a framework. Yeah. It's it just like, okay. Because before, you're just flying blind. You're yeah. You're just like, hey, what's up? Thanks for calling. Um, So, yeah, I like taking pictures, you know, like. Yeah, I, it, love, you know, I love pictures. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. And what so. Like?
1: Yeah. What I think budget? it.
0: It, yeah it builds like a structure so there's no anxiety on yeah. the phone there's no stress there's no
1: and I think I've, I've I mean this is one thing we, we've done with commercial that I think was really helpful is like we've learned because um, commercial is totally different than, than weddings and the fact that like budgets are very relative to the client a client like, like with weddings I feel like you're, you're pretty people are, are googling that kind of stuff they're very likely coming into a situation saying like, yeah our budget's like three to five thousand bucks it's pretty like specific range with commercial, you could ask one person a client and say like, our budget is two thousand bucks, and you ask like, the next person who runs a totally a very similar business, but they'd be like, yeah, our budget is the same project, our budget is twelve thousand hmm. dollars. It can be totally crazy, hmm. and so one thing I've been doing that I, I saw one of the guys we've been working with for sales do that he's like he's got the phone and he's like hey, it's like most companies don't ask you this, but we want to get right to the point. Like, what is like the, the top end? What is the highest end of your budget? And the reason we ask what the highest end of your budget is is because we, we we can't deliver like if your budget is thirty thousand dollars, or if it's four thousand dollars, we're not. If it's thirty thousand dollars, we're not going to do the same project for the thirty k that we're going to do for four k. So mm-hmm. we're going to make sure the project fits what your budget budget is. I'm like, oh, what no. you want, yeah. And so that like I'm like, oh, no. But then it's an easy way, and every time I've asked that, to people on the phone they're like oh yeah yeah it totally makes sense it totally makes sense and like, yeah i'm asking them what's the maximum you're willing to spend on me and yeah. they're
0: telling me like they're handing over how much they're willing to spend at the max which i honestly i think it's fine like i i ask my clients yeah. like wait what's your you know like i don't i might not ask them straight like that but sometimes i'll say it's after i've given my prices yeah like okay, you've seen my prices. I've I've sent them the PDF or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, hey, does that fit? What's your budget? What are you guys working with? you you know what you know which one of these would be a good fit for you if you went right. with one that kind of thing, and so, and then we start talking about money. Right. But it's not honestly, it's not like, you know, I'm I love my clients. I want to shoot, and so we make it work. Yeah. And then it's like good to go. But and, it, I mean, I think just a great strategy because like if.
1: If a client came to you and said, "Hey, I budget just twenty thousand dollars," you'd be like, "Oh yeah, we'll give you some stuff for that." You're not gonna, you're not gonna do the same work for them. Yeah, for, you're. Than you are gonna do for twenty. Sure. You can be like, "Hey, we're gonna get a second shooter. We're gonna get you an album. We can do all kinds of different stuff." Um, yeah,
0: the it, wedding industry is a little different, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah,
1: like you like, can, you can, you, know, you can, but yeah, there's a little more of a framework you can customize around it. Um, But I think it's just like, yeah, I think people also letting letting people know, like, yeah, the scope is going to be different. If you have a thousand bucks versus you have ten thousand bucks, you're not going to get the same product. You're not going to get the same, we can't do the same stuff. Sure. And I think that's what I realized with with weddings is that some, and I think a lot of people who have struggles with sales, unless they're exceptional photographers, if you're doing like a a flat rate package kind of thing where it's like, hey, you get unlimited hours, whatever, like you have nowhere to build from there. And it makes it really hard to create like long-term wealth hmm. because like if you can only charge like seven thousand dollars max with everything inside you're not you're leaving a lot of potential money on the table hmm. um so having like yeah if you if it, you if every package is like unlimited coverage in a second shooter like all your upsells are out are basically gone the only thing you have really left is like rehearsal coverage and albums or prints right um and so it's like you know like giving them ways to add things on really can help you yeah
0: but Wow, man, that's a lot of stuff. Oh, that's um, a lot of stuff. But hopefully that's helpful to someone out there in the f- wedding photo Send or just your, uh, business photo. business
1: questions. If you have business questions, I don't know if we'll have all the answers for them, but we can ask them and we can dialogue oh, around
0: it. Oh, I have the answers. AD
1: has the answers. Maybe we could get someone on here with more answers than yeah, us. Yeah, no, I'm just
0: kidding. Um, do you, bro, there's so much going on in the world right now. Um, we won't even talk about it right now because I think this is a good night and neat uh episode. It's not great. like a corkscrew at all. And so... <laughs> 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 uh, right. On that note, we will catch you next week. Peace.